Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Hey family, let me, uh, let me start off tonight by blessing you. Glad you're here, and so I'm going to bless you. I bless you now in the name of Jesus, that you would know Jesus more wonderfully tonight. I bless you to receive healing. If you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit tonight, I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over whatever challenge you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace and freedom, whatever's going on. I bless you with that. In the name of Jesus, may it be. All right, I hope that you had a great fasting week this last week. If you're new here visiting, yeah, our church did its annual five days of prayer and fasting, and you're like, wow, I'm sure glad I came this week uh, to, to visit. Why would you ever do that? Why would you guys do that? Well, um, ultimately, we know something about God. God still hears prayers. God still answers prayers. God is real. He still does miracles. He still gives guidance. He still protects and leads. And like, There's so much good things about it. So we spend some time as a church praying and seeking for God's breakthrough in life, for God's answers, for God to answer some of the big prayers in our lives. In fact, we have these fasting cards th this last week, or prayer cards. Um, and I encourage you, if you didn't get one, to grab one of these. They're, they're scattered throughout, maybe over here and back there um, and then on the back you write down five prayer requests that you would love to see God answer ideally the sooner the better uh, your big big prayer requests and then just spend the year praying for them and and seeing uh, God God um, answer those prayers so that's what we've been up to, and we're excited about it. it's a significant week you heard some testimonies about that earlier next week we're going to jump back into Abraham, and that'll be fun. Excited about that. But this week, I want to talk about how to come out of a season of intentional prayer, how to come out of a season of, of fasting, and specifically, what to be focusing on in the first seven days, what to be focusing on the first 30 days. Now, I'm not talking about like food-wise, pizza, burger. Like, I'm not talking about what to focus on that way. I'm talking about spiritually, what, what to focus on as you come out of a fast. And so what I want to do today is, is I want to encourage you because sometimes we come to end of fasting seasons and we're encouraged, but other times we come out discouraged. And we might come out discouraged because we're like, oh man, I, I fasted for a week and I, I feel like I didn't hear anything from God. I feel disappointed. I remember um, in my, I did a 21-day fast in 2018, and, and I, was, I was so mad on day 20. I'm like, I have fasted for 20 
days, and I, I don't feel like I've heard anything from God. And I, I was trying to be cool on the outside, but now I was upset on the inside. And I, I know what that's like to potentially feel disappointed coming to an end of a fasting season. And I, I just wonder if maybe some of you have felt that before or are, are feeling that now. I mean, some of you might feel that every day when it comes to God. Like I, just, like, I just feel so disappointed that God just doesn't seem to answer my prayers or he doesn't seem to be speaking to me or guiding me. And, and uh, you know, I just, just feel like he hasn't provided that miracle that I really need or that breakthrough moment or, or the things on my heart. I, I know what that's like. And so uh, when, it, when it comes out of this fasting season, especially if you're feeling disappointed, my, my top tip for you tonight is just be cool. Just be cool. You have been heard. You have been heard. Now, keep praying, but you've been heard. Now's not the time to freak out or to to be full of doubts or whatever. Now's the time to wait and to see and to, to watch and keep praying until God brings the answer to prayers. Now, I, I, put, um, I put up eight different examples of fasting in the Bible last week. They're on the screen there. And like these in the Bible, there's all these examples of reasons why somebody might fast. And maybe you had some of these reasons as a part of your fasting week this last week. Um, I, I've done several fasts over the years and I've had different reasons and, and, and a wide variety of reasons, but I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about how to come out of a season of, of fasting. And so today what I want to do is I want to blaze through some Bible fasting moments. I just I kind of sum them up and just, just blaze through them. And then I want to talk about how those people came out of their fasting seasons. And it's different depending on why their reason for fasting was. But I want to look at and kind of just help us identify, oh, here's different things that people in the Bible did as they came out of their, their seasons of fasting. There's some really helpful, powerful tips here. So let's just do this. Let's blaze through the Bible. Uh, the first fast that I want to mention is in the book of 2 Samuel, and it's in 2 Samuel chapter 1, and it's when David's fasting because of grief. His best friend in all the world, Jonathan, had just been killed. Uh, he died in battle along with King Saul and along with a lot of people, and so they had a season of fasting, or at least a day of fasting. And then what did they do right after that? You can, you can read this story later in 2 Samuel chapter 1. But after fasting, David did three things. The first thing he did was he wrapped up some details that needed wrapping up. Now, in his case, he put to death a self-proclaimed murderer. Okay? That is probably not your application point. I'm going to put someone into death. Please do not do that. That is the wrong application. That's not what I'm going for at all tonight. Um, and I understand that maybe you wish you would, uh, you could, or, or maybe sometimes, depending on what your grief situation is. But if you're grieving, especially a, a death or something like that, and of a close relative, uh, very often there's details that need to be attended to in grief. And so David, he gets out of this season of a moment of fasting, and he deals with some details. The second thing he does is he writes a song. He composed a song. It says, it says in verse 17, then David composed a funeral song for Saul and Jonathan. I mean, what a, what a beautiful example of, of responding in grief so that you, he doesn't get toxic. 
He, he, he writes a song, writing poetry, just writing a reflection, writing about a person that you're, you're grieving. Now, this doesn't have to just be like somebody died. I mean, this can just be change. Like, I moved, and, and my friends are away from me now. Or I moved out away from my family, and I missed my family, and I'm grieving that shift and that, that loss and that, that distance. Or a friendship's shifted or changed, or relationships come and go, and, and, and hurting, hurting in those kind of situations. Uh, maybe just feeling low in general. Uh, what, what a great way to, to work through that. Well, so David wrote a song. And then thirdly, he inquired of God on what he should do next. Often when there's grief, there's change. There's a hole that, that wasn't there before. And so in David's situation, he's like, okay, this, things have changed now. Now what, God? Now what should I do? So he inquires of God on what he should do next. Okay, that was a grief fast. Uh, after that fast, he did those things over the next couple days. One example. How about another example? Another example of fasting in 1 Samuel this time, chapter 7. Now, in that fast, in 1 Samuel chapter 7, uh, God's people were grieving sin. And actually they were repenting of sin and turning back to God. They, some of them were, were recommitting their lives to, to obey God and to follow God. Some, probably a large majority of the people in that spot were actually dedicating their lives to God for the first time. Like, okay, God, now I'm going to follow you. I mean, this is kind of what we read in those verses in 1 Samuel chapter 7. It says, they also went without food all day and confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. I guess backing up a couple verses. So the Israelites got rid of their images of Baal and Ashtoreth, idols, and worshipped only the Lord. So they had repented. They had returned to God. They had intentionally stopped sinning and, and made, made a, 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 a shift there. They'd grieved their sin and fasting. Some of them turning and giving their lives to God for the first time. Then what happened? Well, after that moment, things get totally worse for them. They, things, things totally get bad before they get better. And, and again, I think that's something to hold on to. But here's what happens in verse 7. It says, when the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mizpah, they mobilized their army and advanced. The Israelites were badly frightened. You see these fear words so often. Badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching. Now, this was not a fasting fail for the nation. They were on the right. Just because things got worse before they got better, it, they, they'd fast. And sometimes we fast and we expect, okay, now there's going to be breakthrough and everything will be easier. Sometimes it's down to go up. And so they, they, had a, they, had a, they had an experience where things did not instantly approve. And did they give up on God because things didn't get better because of their fast? No. Although they were afraid, they decided to stick with it. They made some recommitments. And they, started, they chose to keep trusting the God that they had just returned to. So, if your fast was about repentance or whatever, or, or returning to God, or Maybe even just like turning to God for the first time. Maybe, maybe your fasting week was about, okay, slaying some sin. 
that's been going on in your life for a long time. You're like, I'm going to go after this. I'm going to see, put this to death in my life. The right attitude for coming out of a season of, of fasting is come out of your fast with a warrior mindset. Come out of a fast of your fast with a warrior mindset. You're like, I fasted. I repented. I returned to God. That has set the stage for victory. But now I need to go forth in faith. I need to, I need to keep going. I need to stand. You're going to feel tempted. Of course you're going to feel tempted. One of the names for the enemy is the tempter. right? Like that's that's kind of what happens there. And so it's not about not being tempted. It's about saying no to temptation. Having to be like, I'm resolved to say no now. I'm ready to fight. Ready to fight uh, against those temptations in faith. And trusting that God is with you and that he'll help you. Now, in, in their situation, it was a physical battle. In ours, often it's a spiritual uh, battle and a spiritual battle. But we're coming out of this fast, ready to, ready to stand with what progress we've made. That's another example of fasting in the Bible. Another example of fasting, what if, what if you've prayed and you fasted for a week and you didn't hear anything? You feel like you just didn't hear anything from God during that week. Well, that was the case with Queen Esther in the Bible. And she gets the whole nation to fast. And she gets everybody, uh, everybody to fast. But she doesn't have the luxury to wait until she hears from God. Time was up and she needed to act. And she needed to put her whole life on the line in faith. She needed to move bravely into that moment. And you know, she didn't hear from God during that fast. We see that also in the book of Ezra, the nation, they, they fast for safety. It doesn't say they heard any encouragement from God, but they fasted, and then just bravely, they had to just move forward, trusting that God had heard their prayer and was going to answer. Now, only looking back later could Ezra and Esther see that God had heard their prayers. They couldn't see that before, before they started. If you don't feel like you've heard anything, or if you feel like you haven't heard anything, that, that's common enough for me, as I mentioned in my 21-day my fast. But don't worry. If you don't have time to keep listening, go forward in faith, trusting God has heard you. He has heard you. He has heard you. If you don't have time to keep listening, go forward in faith, trusting God. God has heard you. <clears throat> For that 21-day fast, it wasn't until four months and ten days later, which maybe doesn't seem like a lot now, but you try living through it. It wasn't until four months and ten days later before I started to see the very beginnings of evidence that God had heard that prayer. Ultimately, over the next year and two and three, you know, we saw the fruit of that with starting of Southside Church and then starting of Royston and starting at Paisley ultimately and then now starting, oh, whatever, whatever maybe God does next. Maybe sometimes we hear nothing, but that doesn't mean nothing's happened. We just now have to step forward bravely, encourage, believing that God has heard and that he's going to help us. I just know for certain, guys, I just know for certain that if you've been praying, God has heard you. 
He's heard you. Even if you don't believe in God and you pray to Him, He hears you. He hears you. All right, so sometimes we feel like we don't hear, but other times we feel like we have heard from God in, in prayer. What do you do? How do you come out of a fast when you feel like you've heard something from God or God's giving you some direction? Well, one of the Bible examples of that kind of a fast would be King Jehoshaphat. Uh, that's, that's in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I'm sure you've got this story memorized, but it's okay. I'll, I'll just remind you of it quickly in case not. Jehoshaphat, he, he's terrified. Oh, actually it says this. I'm just quoting it. 2 Chronicles 23. It says, Jehoshaphat was terrified again. Very often, there's fear that we have to get through. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. I mean, I've had fasts like that. I don't know if your fast this week was like that way, where you're begging the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So the, the, the summary is they, they fasted, they prayed, and then a prophet eventually stands up and gives them a word from God about their situation. And what does the prophet say? He basically says, you're not going to need to fight. You're going to see that God's going to rescue you. You, you, don't need to, you don't need to fight the battle. You just watch, stand still and watch the victory. So that's what they heard. And then how does Jehoshaphat respond coming out of that fast? That's the question. Well, this is what we read in verse 20 of chapter 20. Jehoshaphat says, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe his prophets, that word that they just heard, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Now notice, the prophet didn't tell them to sing. That's just what they did. The prophet doesn't say, sing and worship on your way to the battle. He told them that they weren't going to need to fight. That was all that they heard. So then how did they come out of this fast? Two things. Number one, they were challenged by their leader to believe what God had spoken to them. So, you know, again, that would be my challenge to you. If you feel like you've heard God and, and you have, believe what God has spoken to you. If you're like, I don't know how to discern that, um, welcome to a great growth area for 2024. Just pursue that. Pursue growing in that area. It's, it's priceless. But in, in this people's case, in Chronicles here, they knew God had spoken. Like that wasn't, that wasn't the issue. And so they just had to believe it. They had to believe it. It's the first thing they did. And second thing that they did was they stepped forward with faith-demonstrating response. They stepped forward with a faith-demonstrating response. That's number two. Their faith demonstrating response was singing and and, and worshiping. When when I feel like uh, God's spoken to me and and sometimes I get it wrong, but but when I feel like God's speaking, I will try and think of what might be an appropriate, very important word, an appropriate faith demonstrating response. What that would look like. Sometimes it's sending a voice note. 
Sometimes it's sending an email. Sometimes it's maybe taking a bit of a risk. Sometimes it means pushing, uh, purchasing something small in faith. Kind of that's the direction of, of where I feel like God's calling or leading. Now, I, I want to encourage you to be careful with these. I am emphasizing the word appropriate, meaning, you know, for me, if I'm wrong, I'm inconvenienced, I'm not ruined, right? Because sometimes I do get it wrong. But a faith-demonstrating response. They, they sing as a faith-demonstrating response. Now, now that's a, an, another example of people hearing from God uh, while they were fasting. Uh, one in the New Testament, which is we think about all the time, or we talk about all the time, uh, it's when the church leaders in Acts chapter 13 were fasting, and then they heard uh, from the Holy Spirit to set, basically set apart Barnabas and Saul, and, and they, they become missionaries. Now, what I love about that fasting moment is that all the leaders hear the same thing from the Holy Spirit. So they, there's so much confirmation, so much leadership, and when you're that certain and that... that um, confident that you've heard from God, the right response is they acted in obedience, adjusting their plans and priorities. I mean, it just changed Paul's life. He just totally go, like, goes on and, and uh, becomes a missionary and travels and beatings and prisons and, and a lot of things there. Changes his life. Two other fasts I want to mention uh, before, before moving on. Uh, Jesus. Right? Jesus fasts now, none of, the, none of the records of Jesus' fast say anything positive about Jesus' experience while fasting, right? Like, he, he, he's hungry. That's what we know. So physically, he's not enjoying this. And we also know that he's getting, Satan's messing with him. It doesn't say anything about him hearing from God during his fast or having this special uh, special fasting like we we find that he has a hard fast and maybe for some of you hopefully not but maybe some of you in your fasting time this last time it was a a difficult time and and it it wasn't pleasant you're you're listening to people oh like all the angels of my fast you know whatever you whatever you're hearing uh and other people had this good experience um but jesus had a hard experience and and then what did he do well he didn't turn on god and he didn't he didn't get all disappointed for God not speaking to him during his 40 days of fasting. He doesn't get upset for not having revelation or whatever, for, for, for it being difficult. Jesus just came out of his fast with courage, and he just got on with it. He got on with God's path in front of him, and he just goes into ministry and the power of the Holy Spirit and and a new era of his life. He just goes for it. That's it. Again, may that be true with all of you. Whatever your experience was coming out of fasting, if it was difficult or whether it was great, you know, just may, uh, go forward with faith and expectation. Go forward with faith and expectation. Finally, I want to mention Daniel. He fasted for 21 days, and the purpose of his fast was to seek some understanding. See, he had a question. He, he was reading the prophet Jeremiah, and he realized that the captivity in Babylon was about done. And so he started fasting. And, and what did he do when he was coming out of his fast? He wrote down what God revealed to him. 
That's why we got, he took out his fasting, you know, he took out his papyrus or whatever, and he, he wrote it down. Now, on, on Daniel's fasting card, made out of papyri, uh, you look at it in the Bible and you see, okay, this is what he's fasting for. But then he fasts 21 days and then you see what God says to him and they don't line up very well. I don't know if you've noticed that. But he's asking about returning out of Babylon and the end of the exile because of Jeremiah the prophet. And the things that God's talking about are you know, years and years in advance and God's much bigger plan for the whole scenario. So, sometimes, uh, so, you know, sometimes we may get very little information about our actual request because God has things that he wants to say and he's glad that you're listening, but it, maybe it's not exactly in alignment with, with what you were hoping to listen for, for. So, you know, if you're coming out of a fast, be, be open to whatever God's saying to you. Write it down, even if it's not exactly what you were, what you were asking. So that's what I see in different examples in the Bible. Now, I want to leave you today with my six main tips, kind of summing all, all this up, uh, and specific encouragement for the next 10 days, for the next 7 to 10 days, uh, if you spent any time praying or fasting this week, maybe even 30 days, but especially the next 10 days, I want you to write everything down, write everything down, number one, like, including potential words from God, dreams, I wrote down my dream this morning, it was really cool, it was a fighter pilot, big missiles on this, but oh man, wow. That was so cool that one time in that dream. So uh, write on everything, words from other people that are potentially connected, uh, random seeming ideas or plans or thoughts that came to you. One of the biggest random thoughts that came to me during my fast was, was this strong repeated thing about um, converting old message series in the church to books and, and to, to writing books. I was not expecting that. I went fasting and God said, hey, I've got a great idea that's going to be a lot of work. Go do that. Uh, yeah, if you want to track my progress in that, I got a new website, brianingraham.uk. I vainly name my websites, Brian Ingram. I used to be brianingraham.com. No. Now, brandingram.co.uk, not anymore. Brandingram.uk, just vain, varying, that's all I'm saying. Um, so uh, that was my random thing. Did you get anything random during your fasting week? Some, some ideas that kind of came to you. I'd be alert for that over these next 10 days. Like just random thoughts that God might be in that, that you weren't expecting. Just be highly alert. It's often in the days just after where God releases more direction and revelation. Uh, number two, be diligent to keep new spiritual ground. And what I mean by that is if you've got some victories uh, with temptation or, or whatever, be diligent in the next 10 days especially to stand firm. Just do not allow yourself to be re-ensnared. Just stand firm, resolute for the next 10 days. Um, if you've got some victories over fears, maybe you, you started practicing what we, did what we talked about last week and just rejecting fear in the name of Jesus. I was doing that this morning. I do that all the time, or, or lies or insecurities. You know, stand in those places. Keep diligent. Uh, thirdly, take appropriate, underline, 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 bold, all caps, take appropriate faith steps um, maybe thinking that God's spoken to you and, you know, take it. What would that look like? What would an appropriate face, face up look like for me? I purchased software 
For every new calling, there's a new app, right? Uh, so purchased some software for, for writing uh, a book, and I started writing. That was kind of my faith step there, and we'll see where that journey goes. But what might be an appropriate faith step for you? Fourthly, remain in an expectant learning posture. It's likely that you will hear more in the next bit. Keep that journal handy. Number five, Intentionally keep looking for confirmations of God's direct answers or directions, God's direction and answers. Again, especially for the next 10 days, maybe the next 30 days. Uh, you, maybe you set a reminder um, to, in six months to, to look back and see, look at your fasting cards and to see if God um, has, has, if there's progress being made. And you just take your phone and you go like this Hey, Siri, remind me in six months to look over my fasting card. Done. Great. So, I have three reminders to do that, uh, to do that this week. Yeah, to do that in six months from now. Uh, set a reminder. Number six, commit to testifying when your prayers are answered. God loves to be praised. In fact, I believe that God sees those who love to testify about answered prayer and he becomes more and more eager to answer their, their prayers because he knows he's going to be praised for it, that he knows he's going to be testified about it, that he's, he's gonna, his name and renown is going to go up. So if God knows you're going to testify, if you're committed to it, the chances, the likelihood of him answering go up. I love that. Anyways, I came out of my uh, last fast 42 days ago, and I, and I had a lot of surprises, like the whole book writing thing and, and um, deliverance, wild deliverance moment in the middle of the night. But remember, my main focus, my main focus w was that God would increase my effectiveness in the spiritual stuff, like breaking curses and casting out demons and, and seeing people miraculously healed and, and just miracles in general, that, that I would see a great increase in that. And the reason why I wanted to, to do that is because I want God to help you. I want good things in your life, whether you deserve it or not, I want God to help you. I want miracles in, in your life, and I want just more help and freedom than you even think is possible for you. That's what I want. So I fasted, and then my fast came and went and ended, and some weeks go by, and, 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 and 30 days or so go by, and then I got this email. Now, the context of this email is I was out teaching somewhere, and I, and I, and I got some, um, I, was, I just left discouraged. I was so discouraged after teaching at this place. And, and I'd, I'd prayed for some healing, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it's something, And I worked with some freedom from Freemasonry stuff and helping people through that, and, and you know, I was like, okay, uh. and, and I kind of did some praying, casting out demons, and that was fun, always so fun. But, but I, I left and I was discouraged because, you know, that's what the enemy does and tries to discourage us. You know, I, I wanted to see all, all the other, but, you know, it's just, it just was a discouraging situation. And so um, that was it. I, I remember thinking the week after, like, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that again. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't really fun. Well, I got an email after fasting here, and, and this person was, was, uh, had heard some random thing I had said, not, not, not while teaching, but just when I wasn't teaching, and, and about a message series that I did. And they went and they listened to all of the Ephesians message series last spring, and then the Equipped to Bring Freedom series uh, that, that flew out of there. They listened to that, 
And, and it got them thinking about Freemasonry because they had some health issues, and there's a lot of health issues in their family that are typical of people that under Freemasonry curses. And, and they, they were kind of, I don't know, they seemed kind of new to this, this thought or whatever. And they had some severe celiac stuff, and there was some severe asthma stuff in the family. And, and so they, they, they were just kind of thinking. They weren't aware of any of that. But, you know, they heard me say that, and it's like, okay, that's, that's a new thought. And then they went and started asking, you know, like, do we have any Freemasonry or background? They, they did. And so they were like, huh, okay. And so then they went online, and then they, they found some Freemasonry stuff, free, breaking Freemasonry stuff, and they, they, they kind of get, got all the extended family, you know, to kind of break that and kind of pray these prayers in couples, and so they did that, and broke, breaking some curses, and then, and then time went by. And then... Um, after kind of doing the breaking the curses thing, God sent somebody to this, this girl who, who had started this journey and convinced her family to start this journey uh, to listen to that message back there in, uh, from the church. And God sent this person to her, and this woman prayed for her, and she was healed from her, from her uh, just long-time celiac issues. And man, she's fired up, right? You know, this, this has been like such a journey and totally healed. And, and then she, she gets on, I don't know, Zoom or phone or something like that to her, her, her sister and, and, and their family. And she, she prays for them and they're healed of their like celiac stuff. And I mean, the, the family's loving this. Um, mom was in the hospital for some asthma or breathing stuff and and she has a Jesus moment and it seems to be a lot better uh, kind of coming out of that and you know just kind of moving uh, on a journey and I mean praise God for all that right praise God for all that but the point was I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting about my experience and I'm discouraged and yet God was setting up an amazing story for, for all these people uh, that I wasn't going to see with my own eyes. And so I, I read this email about after a month after my fast, and two things jumped out at me connected to my fast. Number one, confirmation. The first book that I, that I was already in the process of writing, that I am in the process of writing, is from the Ephesians 6 series and going into the Equip to Bring Freedom series. And I'm like, okay, that's great that's confirming and then the second thing was God kind of used that email to clarify some stuff that I'd been wrestling with coming out of the fast and I felt like God was saying Brian your main role is to start people on their journeys to 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 uh, to be kind of like the sower of these new thoughts and to get people thinking about things that th that they may not normally be thinking about so that they can start moving towards healing and freedom. Now, sometimes you will have the joy of being through the whole journey and starting a thought and then praying for people and and seeing th them receive freedom, but more oftenly, you will start people on a journey like with these this family, and God will bring other people into their lives to, to finish it out. So you will, you will sow, and other people will, will um, maybe cast out the demons or, or, or pray healing or see miracles happen or whatever. And, you know, that's not, I mean, that's great. That's exciting. It's not exactly what I was praying for, though. You know, I was, I was like, you know, I want to I do all of it all the time, and Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, but... But I've got this thing, this other plan called the body of Christ. And kind of this whole like, 
you know, family working together and different people with different um, roles and different parts. And I want, I want you to work on the body of Christ and equipping the, the body of Christ to, to move forward. Now, I, I, assure, I assure you that is a much better plan that God has uh, than, than my plan. And, and then he started opening my eyes to see what he has been doing in our church. People have been coming in who are gifted and ready with some experience in these kinds of things, in, in being able to break curses and, and cast out demons if that's needed, or heal the sick, or, or to pray for miracles. They're bringing people like that into our church. And there's been people in our church for a long time that just have been here but not, not really actively doing that, like dormant, ready, but not, but not practicing that. And he's been awakening them. And so I started then hearing this from God and then taking some initial faith steps and so I, I sent a voice note to this guy and, and uh, he's like you know what funny I mean after all these years funny on Sunday just passed I was just thinking it was about time I'm like oh, yep confirmation God's in this this morning I'm at Southside right after prayer and and I, I'm talking to this person I'm like hey you know what I, I've been thinking about this and I was wondering if you'd be interested I'm like huh just at prayer, right then, I got this thought. Like, I just started thinking. Like, and I, oh yeah, see, God is bringing this whole family thing together for this ministry. And so um, my hope is as, as swiftly as possible to bring this all into being where at, after every single service, at every single location, there is a team of people who are willing to stay around for a long time, for like an hour or more, praying for, for breakthroughs in people's lives to help them with curses that they feel like they might be stuck under or demonic harassments that they, they want to be done with or uh, heal long-time physical health issues that they want to see broken in the name of Jesus or just miracles that they need. Uh, bring together teams for this. At, at every, I don't know how long that'll take. It'll be different at different services. Uh, the West End here is going to be quicker, ready quick, pretty quickly here for, for all that. But, but I'm excited because God's bringing this together. And some of you are listening to this thinking, oh man, Brian doesn't know this, but I'm one of those people. I'm ready. I, I'm ready. I'm active. I'm act. I, I, I'm, I've got some background in this, and I'm willing to be on a team. Your faith step is to email me, Brian at rehope.co.uk. Now, if that's too hard to remember, it's it's just my name followed by the website. Okay, Brian. If you can't remember that, well, then just take Laura's email, Laura at rehope.co.uk. Remove Laura and then put in Brian. Like that's. Maybe a helpful way to, to remember that. But, 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 you know, some of you will be emailing, emailing me, and, and maybe not all those things are things you have practice with, but you're like, you know, I, I am, I, you know, whether it's something along the line of breaking curses or, or demonic stuff or, or healing stuff or, or miracles, and you're willing to stay after church for an hour or more. You're willing to stay along and just really praying with a group of people. Uh, send, send me those emails. Because the thing is, is I believe that this church is a place where people are going to be helped. That's been my prayer for a long time. I want people to be helped. I believe people are going to be helped here where people are going to come. And they're going to be like, I hear there's, there's, there's hope for my situation maybe here. I, I feel like I need a breakthrough. And I hear that you guys will pray. And really pray and, and take this seriously because I'm desperate. I've been suffering for a long time. And, and I want breakthrough. I think this is going to be a place for that. The people out there, they need miracles. 
They need amazing things happen. And so God's going to want to bring them as we, Team Jesus here, get ready. Get ready. And so we're going to be quickly walking that path. I'm excited that God's kind of shifted uh, the plan uh, from my perspective to always his plan. And we'll see where this goes. I'm excited. So anyways, all that to say, email me. Email me. And if you're one of those people, I'm excited about that. Oh, the reason why, though, I, I mentioned all this is because that was 30 days after my fast. Keep listening. Keep listening. Keep alert to things that God might want to be bringing through uh, and communicating to you, directions they might be wanting to give you, even as some time goes by. Okay, here's the challenge. The challenge is, write down your five requests for the year. If you haven't already, you can find a uh, fasting card. You can find them over here in, in, the, in the back hallway there. Write, it, write down your prayer request if you haven't done that. And then if you did fasting week last night and you didn't, or last week, and you didn't uh, follow the encouragements from last week, try and write down quickly everything that you can remember that God may have said. Get that down. You won't remember it in a few weeks. Just get every, everything down that you can remember. Okay. Some of you have heard some things from God that's going to take some courage as you move forward. Uh, we're, start, we're all starting this new year, and I encourage you to go forward. God's heard you, and to be brave. So we're going to do this thing, okay? And we're going to do this thing, this prayer thing, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. Don't do it yet. Um, you're, we're going to stand, and I'm going to lead you to make some declarations. Now, some of the lines you might feel comfortable with, some of the lines you may not feel comfortable with, just say the lines you feel comfortable with. That's fine, all right? You say them outside. So the, the, the first one, the first line is, Jesus, you are my king. You know, if, you, if you've given your life to Jesus, uh, enthusiastically, Jesus, you are my king. And then, I will be brave. You know, looking at, you know, the face steps before you or the year ahead, I will be brave. And you can say, fear, get out of my life in Jesus' name. And then we're going to say, whatever the path, whatever the ask, whatever the uncertainty, I will be brave. That's, that's it. Now we're going to do that. We're going to make those declarations. I will lead you. I will say, Jesus, you are my king. And you'll be like, Jesus, you are my king. Now, just, you can say it, but I encourage you to bring it, right? Like, like with, with, some, with some fire, you know, like, yes, Jesus, you are my king. I will be brave, you know, that, that sort of thing. So we'll go back and forth, all right? Again, only say what you feel comfortable saying. Why don't you stand with me? Let's, let's, let's give this a go. We're going to try it a few times. All right? Here, here we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Jesus, you are my king. Jesus, you are my... I will be brave. I will be... Fear, get out of my life in Jesus' name. Fear, get out of my life in Jesus' Whatever the path, whatever the path, whatever the path, whatever the ask, whatever the, whatever the uncertainty... I will be brave. Great. Join us again. Jesus, you are my king. Jesus, you. I will be brave. Fear, get out of my life in Jesus' name. Fear, get. Whatever the ask, whatever the path, whatever the uncertainty, I will be brave. Jesus, you are my king. Jesus, you are. I will be brave. I will be 
fear get out of my life in Jesus' name. Whatever the path, whatever the ask, whatever the uncertainty, I will be brave. Holy Spirit, lead us into this year. Fill us with courage and boldness and audacity. We, we know what we, the kind of people we want to be going into this year following you. Help us, assistance. We know that you've heard our prayers. Now lead us forward powerfully in Jesus' name. Amen.